Are you ready to accelerate the growth of your business? Welcome to the Revenue Growth Podcast. This is the place for business owners, sales leaders, and marketing professionals to get ideas and inspiration to drive exponential revenue growth. Each week, you'll get actionable insights from the world's leading marketing and sales thought leaders and practitioners. Are you ready to grow? Let's join our host, Daryl Amy, author of Revenue Growth Engine. Welcome back to the Revenue Growth Podcast. I'm your host, Daryl Amy, trailblazer and growth architect. We have got a fantastic conversation teed up for you today. I'm excited for you to meet Lynn Hurstein, marketing expert and author of the new book, Be Vigilant, Strategies to Stop Complacency, Improve Performance, and Safeguard Your Success. Today's episode is brought to you by the team at Convergo, helping entrepreneurial companies develop and implement growth plans. If you want to accelerate your growth while building processes that allow the growth to be sustainable, you'll want to meet the team at Convergo. Just go to www.convergo.co to learn how other entrepreneurial companies are growing their business faster. Well, our guest today is Lynn Hurstein. He's an expert in marketing and brand strategy. He's also the author of the brand new book, Be Vigilant, Strategies to Stop Complacency, Improve Performance, and Safeguard Success. Lynn believes that success can be deadly in business leadership, in relationships, and in sales and marketing. And when you're used to winning and achieving, overconfidence and faulty logic can blind you to potential dangers ahead. Does this sound relevant or what? Lynn believes the greater success you have, the greater the risk of a complacent mindset. So I am so excited about this conversation we've got teed up because I know the listeners to the Revenue Growth Podcast are some of the most successful marketing and sales professionals on the planet, and we want to be vigilant. So without further ado, let's welcome Lynn Hurstein to the podcast. Lynn, welcome. It's great to have you here today. Thanks, Daryl. It's, it's great to be here. What an awesome introduction. I don't, I don't, I think, I think that's it. I'm done. Thank you very hey, much. Hats <laughs> off. Big time congratulations on the launch of the book. And what I love about the book is not only is it highly relevant uh, to everyone in the sales and marketing profession and all of our entrepreneurs, business executives listening in, but you're one of us. You've got an incredible background in marketing and branding strategy. Yeah, no, I grew up in, uh, you know, in, in consumer packaged goods, brand marketing. I worked for Nabisco and Coca-Cola and then Campbell's Soup, base business, as well as innovation, domestic and some international. And so, you know, I had a long history of, uh, of marketing and brand management before I started my, uh, my, my own company, Manage Camp, which produces marketing events. So, so I stayed in awesome. the marketing world. I just moved over to, you know, having clients who are, who are brand marketers. Yeah, absolutely. Well, so exciting, this concept of being vigilant, um, like just to start, where, where do people get in the ditch on this? Like, let's talk for a moment about complacency yeah. and, uh, and, and, and where you see people just really getting stuck and in the ditch on this. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think the first thing to do is to define complacency because it's become one of those throwaway words where people mm -hmm. throw it out there like, oh, they're getting complacent or look, you know, let's not get complacent. You'll see it in the news all the time now, especially as it relates to some of the things going on. But I don't think a lot of people spend a lot of time thinking about what it is and, and why it's dangerous. And so, you know, the misconception is that complacency is laziness. 
Mm. And it's not, right? Complacency is not laziness. Complacency is an overconfidence, a self-satisfaction, a smugness that makes us unaware of potential threats or dangers, right? So right. we become overconfident. We become comfortable. And the irony is the more success we have, the more vulnerable we become to complacency. And that's what that's what it's all about. And that's why it's so dangerous because we don't see it happening until it's too late. Right. Wow. Wow. Hey, just a warning uh, to everyone listening in. You may squirm a little bit in this conversation. I can feel <laughs> it already uh, because I think you're absolutely right. That resonates. We think complacent. Oh, that guy, that they're just complacent. They're lazy. They're not putting in the hard work. But it might be just the opposite. They're actually working really hard. Uh, yep. They're doing what they always did. They're just they're late they're they're lulled into a sense that it, that it's going to always work this way and uh wow we live in such a dynamic environment right now uh if yeah. there's anything the recent recent events have showed us is things can change on a dime um and i'm curious as you over the last couple of years and of course congratulations once again on the launch of the book we're speaking right now in the middle of october 2021 and be vigilant has just hit the bookstore shelves um, I'm curious when you think about complacency in the midst of the pandemic and all of the upheaval of the last year and a half, um, where, did, how did you see complacency playing out during, during all of that? Yeah, absolutely. First of all, I want to apologize. I got a little complacent. I thought I had my thing on mute <laughs> and, uh, for some reason it took, itself, it took itself off, uh, the, uh, the thing. So I apologize. No worries. For that. But anyways, yeah. So, I mean, here's the thing that like, part of, complacency is this is this getting comfortable and not asking questions and not thinking proactively about where the threats could come from right mm. we get comfortable in in understanding who our one or two or three major competitors are and we focus we focus on those but then we lose track of some of the other things going on and so a lot of us got caught off guard when this pandemic hit and mm -hmm. you know in reality what this pandemic did is it accelerated things that were already in the works you know, uh, think about the trucking industry and everything we're hearing right now in terms of the shortage of truckers and the effects that's having on the supply chain and pricing and ability to deliver goods. And we've got Christmas coming up and all these things. Right. And people are talking about it as if it's a covid problem. But this is not a covid problem. This is something that was based on years of complacency in the trucking industry, not seeing where the potential threats were coming from mm. and not preparing for them or having an answer for them the aging workforce in trucking, the fact that people that the vast majority of truckers were, were close to or at retirement, the fact that they couldn't re recruit any uh, younger people into the industry, the fact that uh, wages and, and the way that they're paid and conditions were terrible. And up until all that time, up until this, this, you know, this issue happened, the trucking industry had this kind of attitude that said, listen, everybody who's going to be a trucker knows what they're getting into. If you don't like it, this is a capitalist society. Go find someplace else. But you know mm -hmm. what? That only works when they had power. Now they don't have power anymore. And so this has all come back to vitamins. So this is not a COVID issue. This mm -hmm. is COVID accelerated the issue for sure. But I think we're seeing that in a lot of industries, a lot of businesses, a lot of brands is some of these vulnerabilities we had are now exasperated, are now accelerated, are now uh, magnified by the fact that we're in you know, a time of crisis. Wow. I see that crystal clear as you're describing it. I'm just thinking, and I'm curious with your background in marketing and branding and, and all of your expertise there, where do you see companies getting complacent when it comes to their marketing? 
Yeah, so that happens in a number of different places. And, and again, remember, a lot of this comes from success, right? It mm -hmm. comes from this attitude that if it ain't broke, let's not fix it, right? And it comes from this being comfortable in what we think we know. So, you know, where I come from in consumer packaged goods, I'm sure it's the same as, as marketers and salespeople all over the world is, you know, they come in and they think, okay, I know who my competitors are. Mm -hmm. I have my metrics that I look at every week or every month, right? I have my my planning cycle that we've created that may be a year planning cycle, right? You're doing, what are we doing? We're doing our annual planning, right? So we're planning way out in advance and we've got our promotion set and our pricing and our new products and all that. And we can become very comfortable in mm -hmm. the routine, right? And what happens is we stop asking questions or we stop asking the right questions, right? And there's so many different areas that this can come into play. One is what I talk about is, is called threat awareness. Um, one of the things that happens, especially in marketing and branding, is that we develop what I call the roadrunner effect. We get very focused on one or two or three competitors like Wiley mm -hmm. and Coyote, right? Mm -hmm. but, but Wiley Coyote gets hurt every time and it never comes from the roadrunner. Right. right? <laughs> it always comes from something else that Wiley Coyote didn't see. Yeah. Right. And so if you're Coke and all you're thinking about is Pepsi, you miss you know, you miss Red Bull and you miss energy drinks and you miss water mm -hmm. and you miss all those things. If you're a solar energy company and all you think about is the other solar energy companies, you miss Tesla and the way Tesla is going to, you know, turn your industry on its on its ear. Right. Mm -hmm. These are all things that happen to us when we become unaware of those potential threats because we're looking in the wrong places because we're comfortable where we've been. The other thing, the other place that we make mistakes, especially in branding, is we become predictable. Mm -hmm. Right. We, uh, I talk about this in the book. We, we end up standing on the X is what I talk about hmm. is the fact that we become a very easy target because everybody knows what we're doing, you know, uh, with our pricing, with our promotions, with our sales, with all the things we're doing. You know, I talk about, I, I love Eddie Bauer clothes. I wear, you know, I, I'm a big Eddie Bauer fan, but Eddie Bauer trained me to not buy anything at less than 60% off. Right. Yeah. If I get an email that's 40% off, I, I'm like, oh, that, that'd be a terrible buy. Right. That's a, that's a terrible price. Just wait a little longer. <laughs> exactly. Right. If I wait a little longer, if I don't actually need the clothes and I'm going to wait a little bit longer, 60% is coming eventually, right? Mm -hmm. Because they've become predictable. They've become, mm -hmm. and that makes them vulnerable, not only mm -hmm. to their, you know, to me, who's, who's a purchaser, but also to their competition, right? Because they know their competition knows exactly what they're doing all the time. And we fall victim to that a lot in branding because of our planning cycles and because we look at everything versus year ago right and mm -hmm. we're like oh man i don't know if i feel comfortable making a change because i'm going to get judged against what i did year ago if i make a huge change how am i going to compare right and if it's different how am i going to attribute what what's different so we get caught in those cycles right the other thing that we do in branding is we sometimes use the wrong metrics and if we use the wrong metrics or we use those metrics incorrectly or we use what Eric Rees would call vanity metrics, metrics mm -hmm. that do nothing but make us feel good about ourselves, mm -hmm. right? We can end up making wrong choices and we can end up becoming complacent because we're not working with the right information. Those are just three examples of, of how it relates to branding. There's there's 10 examples, there's 10 chapters on uh, vigilant strategies. Yeah. And I think every one of those is probably applicable, but those are three easy ones. I think that's such a great perspective. And and once again, to, to just put a highlighter on what you're saying, the message here is to people who are successful. And yeah. these are the ones where, you know, if, if you're struggling, you're probably not complacent. I mean, you're trying to figure it out and go, I hope. 
Uh, but once you get successful and, you know, and things seem easy, um, it seems like that should be the, at the time when you're just coasting along, it seems like that's when the flashing light should come on the dashboard to go, whoa, 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 wait a second. Let's be vigilant here. Yeah, absolutely. It's, it's interesting. I heard you introducing the show and you were, um, you know, talking about your sponsor Convergio and I have no relation to Convergio. I've never, I, I don't, they don't pay me and you don't pay me for this. But what I loved about what you said about them is that they're about sustainable growth, yes. right? It's not just about growth, right? Because the goal is not, success is not the end goal, keeping it is, yes, right? And so the problem with complacency and, and the problem that we all have with complacency is, is that we talk about it in a way that, that kind of is at odds with what it really is. Mm -hmm. The definition of complacency, by definition, you don't know you're doing it. So to say that you're going to fix it every day is a little hard because you don't actually know you're successful. You're riding the wave. You feel good about what's going on. And that's why so much of what I talk about in the book is about putting in processes, putting in, making it institutionalizing, making it systemic, the things that you do, because you won't realize when you're becoming complacent. So the whole idea is, and it's built out of things that I learned uh, becoming a law enforcement officer later in life. Interesting. So, so I actually, I, you know, we th we're talking about my branding and my business background. Well, back in 2015, I actually became a reserve uh, sheriff's deputy. Awesome. And I went through an academy and field training, just like a regular deputy. And, and I go out and I, and I work patrol. And I thought it was going to be really different than anything I had ever done before. And it is, obviously. But I learned some stuff right away that I saw was a, immediately applicable back. And it was this idea that complacency kills um, and I and I realized, you know what, complacency kills in law enforcement. It also kills businesses, brands, organizations, and personal relationships. And then I started becoming obsessed with looking for the things that we do every day to help us keep vigilant. And it's little things like, um, you know, like changing up the ways that we approach a car stop so that we don't become predictable. It's mm -hmm. about, um, you know, making it a habit that I don't reach out and shake hands with people when I'm in uniform. Um, because of all the dangers that could be associated with me shaking hands with the wrong person and giving up my hand. There are all these things that I learned that I was able to then say, how does that translate back to business? Interesting. Right? And, that, and that's what it really is. Because in, in law enforcement, we do things to make sure that complacency doesn't take hold. Right? It's not about like, ooh, I've become complacent. Now what do I do? It's what do we do every day so that complacency never has the right environment to take hold of us. Wow, what a powerful uh, source of lessons and and insight. So you've got you've piqued all of our curiosity yeah. now. Like, and I know everybody is going to want to get a copy of "Be Vigilant," uh, and I'm, we want to back you in this launch. It's so exciting because I think this this topic is so important uh, to every organization. Because I've seen it, you know, sales professionals listening in, and I've been a sales professional. And uh, I've, you know, you've had those moments where it's, it's great. You get complacent and you all of a sudden look up and you go, your funnel's empty, right? Yeah. Uh, uh oh, right. Or, or what are we going to do? Like a big customer that you've always had is all of a sudden gone. Yeah. What because happened? You got to that? complacent with them, right? Absolutely. Yeah. This is, I mean, I've heard some heartbreak stories. I co-host the Selling from the Heart podcast as well with Larry Levine. And uh -huh. we hear some heartbreak stories about sales professionals that, you know, have lost what just recently lost our largest yeah. account, right? You just, 
you thought that was just a given and uh, they got complacent. Marketing, same way. Business owners uh, listening in, it's so easy to get complacent and go, you know, just check out, check the boxes and keep rolling quarter to quarter. Uh, but this is so I'm I, I, I'm so excited about this book, but I am curious, like when you think and when you think about some of the steps that you learned in law enforcement and have applied to business, mm-hmm. what are a couple of things you can coach us on to shake us out of this um, this trap of complacency? Yeah, absolutely. So one easy thing you can do right away that that not enough people utilize is the idea of the debrief. So we all we all talk about briefing, right? And so at the end of every at the start of every shift, we always have a briefing in law enforcement, right? Everybody can remember that from any show they've watched or anything like that. And you know, the equivalent of briefings in, you know, in business would be, you know, weekly one-on-ones or staff meetings or stuff like that. And we all do them. I have a lot, I have a lot to say about those two, uh, and and the fact that we're most of us are doing those wrong um, mm-hmm. and how we can do them better. But the thing that's really underutilized is the idea of the debrief. Uh-huh. And that's something that we do a lot of law enforcement. And I learned a lot about what makes a successful debrief. And, and one of the things, one of the most important things, so there's seven things I talk about in the book as it relates to debriefs. One of the most important things is doing them regardless of outcome, right? Uh-huh. So understanding what your mission was, what your project was, what that distinct unit of work and when it starts and ends, and then debriefing it regardless of whether it was a success or failure, Right. We're all really good at debriefing things that are failures, right? Like we, we're really quick about that, right? Right. And most of the time, it becomes like a little bit of a witch hunt. Like whose whose fault was it? Where do right. we assign blame? Who's going to take the fall, right? And how are we going to fix this for later? But when we have successes, we are not as good at looking back and saying what happened, right? What you want to be? What I tell people is, you want to be in Denver. I would tell them you want to be a Peyton Manning. Anywhere else in the country or world, I'd probably <laughs> tell them you want to be a Tom Brady, but. You know, you want to be the person that that looks at that tape, that 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 evaluates what's going on, understanding the fact that you may have won uh-huh. in this unit, whatever we're calling it, right? You may have won, but maybe you could have won bigger. Maybe you yeah. won, but you won by accident. Maybe just the 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 addition and the subtraction of the pluses and the minuses just ended up just enough so that you won. But there's plenty of minuses uh-huh. to address, right? And so when we rest on our successes and we don't evaluate them afterwards looking for those lessons learned we leave a big thing on the table we leave we leave ourselves vulnerable to the complacency that's hidden in those successes right we might be growing and growing and growing because we don't have a competitor that can that can take us on but there's another one lurking and 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 you know what what happens is our we have our customers but what we don't realize is maybe they hate us because we're taking advantage of power that, that right have, right and we're putting them in a situation where they don't have any other choices but as soon as they do have a choice we're in trouble they're gone right? right and so those are the things that get hidden when we don't debrief success and so that's one of the easiest things you can do right away is implement an understanding that we are going to debrief everything not only will that help us on the back end but on the front end if everybody goes in knowing that they're going to have the opportunity to comment and question and and, and talk about things they're going to pay more attention Half the battle of being vigilant as opposed to complacent is being aware. So if we yeah. build that awareness and that understanding that we should be aware up front, you're already halfway there in terms of fighting complacency. That's excellent. You know, as you're saying that, I'm just reflecting. I have a lot of friends in the the military. And by the way, hats off to you, all our law enforcement and military people out there, um, the work that 
that you do is is so incredible. And the concept of that debrief, the after action report um, of saying we're going to go through and we're going to analyze this is something that we can take into business. It was actually just talking about that um, earlier today uh, and in this. So I'm once again, really looking forward to, to peeling apart the the book because this concept right now is is really critical sales leaders uh we this is this is so powerful to do have this mindset with your team and and marketing as well i love it what are some other things we can do to be vigilant in the time we have left together today this is this is so good lynn yeah sure i mean again i'm I'm happy to to share as many of them as possible so one of the other things that I talk about is this idea of being able to articulate the why, right? Mm. So this is something that I've learned from law enforcement is, you know, it's not enough just to do what we do. We have to always, always be able to articulate why we're doing it, especially in this day and age, right? Why did we make the you know decision to approach that subject? Why did we, you know, take the approach that we did? Why did we use whatever level of force that we had to use or didn't use or whatever? We have to always answer why, right? Understanding your why is super important in business, right? Because a lot of times what ends up is we end up with the answer to that if we're being honest to ourselves, especially in sales and marketing is because we can, right? And that's not a good answer, right? And so one of the things that I talk about is the the importance of really digging down and understanding whether it's at the brand level, the team level, the organization level, whatever it is, the family level, what is your true purpose, right? Not your mission or vision. What is your purpose? What are you here to accomplish beyond making money? Making money is not enough, right? That anybody can talk about that. But what yeah. are you really here to do? What difference are you trying to make? And then everything you do needs to be able to factor back to that. Why are we doing this? Why are we taking this pricing change? Why are we making this offer to just our you know new uh, potential customers and and not our old ones, right? because we can, because our old ones are, are tied together into a three-year contract and we don't have to worry about them for a while? Bad answer, right? Bad answer, yeah. Bad answer, right? And and if we're honest with ourselves, a lot of time that's the answer. So making sure that you can always articulate a why that translates back to your purpose, hmm. right? Your purpose as it relates to yourself, your purpose as it relates to your customers, your vendors, your employees, right? A lot of the problems we're having today as we see this great resignation and the inability of people to find the labor that they need in order to continue their business is can be traced back to the complacency that yeah. employers have had as in relation to their employees. Wow. I mean, there's so many applications here of this. And um, I'm thinking of my sales leader friends as well. I mean, the complacency and how we've just assumed that there's going to be this endless supply of people on our team. And we got mm-hmm. complacent about building culture and developing those relationships. We got complacent about coaching and training. Um, all of these things, uh, when we get complacent, they are going to come back to bite us at some point. Yeah. And, and it's, and it's, it's a combination of two things, right? So one of the things I talk about is threat awareness, right? Mm-hmm. It, it, it's being, making sure that you remain aware of all those threats and where they can come from. And it's also about scenario planning. Think about what are we going to do if, right? What happens if one of the things I, I say is that, You know, there's this common misconception that when crises hit, we rise up to the occasion. That is not true. We do not rise to the occasion. We fall to our highest level of training and preparedness. Mm. Okay, And so that is why we spend so much time training in law enforcement, in military, 
right? So that when things happen, when things go wrong, when things come up, we already know what we're going to do, right? And we can go into action mode. And so, you know, part of that for business is understanding where those threats can come from and being able to, you know, scenario plan and all that. The reality is we're never going to be able to identify all the potential threats. But the other thing that we have to be able to do for that section of threats that we can identify is understand how we're going as an organization to adapt and be flexible and be agile and be able to quickly move through our decision process so that we can act, right? And not get caught in panic and paralysis of analysis and all the things that come along with not knowing what we're going to do. Um, those are those are two key things that we have to do. We have to understand as many of the threats as we can, but also be prepared to know what we're going to do for the unknown ones. This is so good. And, you know, over over the last year and a half, the word resilience has come up a lot in organizations and then all the way to the point of the very interesting concepts in the book, anti-fragile, like let's let's be the opposite. So when things get rough, we actually get better. But I think introducing this concept of vigilance is really practical because uh, as we're talking about today, vigilance requires attention and practical actions um, that you can do to make sure you don't get caught flat footed to make sure, you know, you don't get uh, all of that. Um, as we wrap up today, what, what would you say to the, the business owners that are out there that are looking forward? You know, we're about to round the corner into 2022. Yeah. It seems like, um, you know, uncertainty if there's an uncertainty meter in some ways the uncertainty meter is really peaking out right yeah. now um what would you say to to business owners who are concerned about the future right now yeah i would say you know to me the biggest risk of the future is that things are about to probably get better eventually right so we're closer to it getting better than than we ever have been in this in this time period right the problem is that this is when complacency comes about, right? It's easy mm. to be vigilant. It's easy to talk vigilance. It's easy to do vigilant things when you're in a tumultuous time, right? We don't yeah. find a lot of, you know, bootstrapping, you know, working at a garage, maxing out their credit card startups that are complacent. Like you would not typically picture those people as being complacent because mm -hmm. they're in the middle of it. And we're in the middle of it right now. We've all had to think differently as yeah. things have changed. Our, but the problem is, what are you going to do when things get better? What are you going to do when things get easier? Are you going to slip back into that level of comfort that made you vulnerable to begin with? Or are you going to do the things you need to do to remain vigilant moving forward? Not paranoid, not scared, but aware and ready, right? And that's what this book is about. That's what Be Vigilant um, is about. It's about how do we do the things that we need to do so that we can remain prepared, remain aware, remain agile, and not get caught flat-footed again. So good. Lynn, thank you so much for sharing time with us today. I can't wait to get a copy of this book, and I know all of our listeners uh, want a copy as well. We'll put the link in the show notes and any final words as, as we, we land the plane here today. No, I mean, all I would say is, first of all, thank you for having me on, Daryl. I really appreciate it. I love the podcast, and you're doing a great job. Um, and you know, you can, always, you know, people out there, if you want to connect with me, please do on LinkedIn, mm -hmm. just reach out and connect It's Len Hurstein. My name's right there, or you can go to lenhurstein.com and all the information about uh, what I do and my speaking and, and my book 
uh, and how to order the book. It's all it's on Amazon, Barnes and Noble, all the places that you buy books. But um, I encourage you to reach out and tell me what what your thoughts are and where you find complacency and what you do to battle it. Awesome. I'm sure this would be a great conversation topic insider community. Lynn, thank you so much for all you are and all you do. This has been extremely practical and inspirational. Thanks, Daryl. I really appreciate it. Awesome. And thank you to everybody in the Revenue Growth Podcast audience. You heard it. This is a time to be vigilant um, as, as we cruise into uh, the fourth quarter here and on into next year. I think the topic that we've talked about today is extremely relevant. Be vigilant. Strategies to stop complacency, improve performance, and safeguard your success. Check that out uh, wherever fine books are sold. Thanks again to our sponsor and friends at Convergo for all that you do. To learn more about how you can accelerate the growth of your business, go to convergo.co. And to everyone in the Revenue Growth Podcast audience who is sharing uh, the podcast on social, thank you. We appreciate your reviews. We appreciate you sharing this with your sales, marketing, and entrepreneurial friends. And until next time, let's be vigilant. Let's get going and let's get growing. Would you like to get complimentary access to the Revenue Growth Engine audiobook? Just text the word revenue to 21,000 or go to revenuegrowthengine.com slash book. You'll get instant access to the audiobook so you can get ideas to help you grow your revenue so you can scale your impact. Text the word revenue to 21,000 or go to revenuegrowthengine.com slash book to get instant access. Thank you for listening to today's episode. I hope you found ideas to help you drive exponential revenue growth so your business can make more of an impact. If you've enjoyed today's conversation, make sure to like or subscribe. It also helps us spread the word if you'd be kind enough to leave a review. Of course, we'd love it if you would share this with your friends. Together, we are growing revenue so we can scale our impact.